Everything you know about health is about to change. Welcome to Straight Talk on Health with Dr. Vincent Medici. Sometimes people suffer, not from lack of faith, but from lack of knowledge. This is the show that changes that. If you are tired of being sick, tired of not getting answers, tired of spinning in circles, for healing is not a mystery. It is a miracle that you were designed to experience. It takes hard work and real knowledge. It takes patience and time. It takes the education this show can provide. So get it straight today. Here's Dr. Medici. Good morning. I'm Dr. Vincent Medici. Happy Saturday to you. Well, I was right. Last week I predicted a Trump landslide, and he had one. Only there was a curveball attached. Have you heard the name Steve Bannon? Well, I certainly hope so. I think he's one of, to say the least, most astute political minds in the last 50 years. Get to my website, straighttalk.cc. I posted a short video. Mr. Bannon has some advice for us. I endorse Mr. Bannon and his advice. And I want you to hear what he has to say about what's going on. Because we have to do more. Now, you may have voted for Donald Trump, but we have to do more. Our votes gave him the landslide. He, for a whole host of political reasons, has been denied legitimate count. And this is what today's show is about, legitimate count, with a few twists thrown in. But legitimate count is all we ask for. If, in fact, I was wrong and President Trump lost the election, then so be it. But we want legitimate count. We did not get legitimate count. We're positive we didn't get legitimate count. Rudy Giuliani. Go on YouTube. He's live. Do it after the show. You're going to hear from him today. He's in Philadelphia now with pollsters, meaning men whose job is to observe fair, legitimate ballots. They were all denied access in Philadelphia. He has 50 of them under oath testifying to that. There is a major lawsuit in Philadelphia as we speak. It is already enacted. No, this is not news to President Trump. He was saying this from the beginning. The mail-in ballots are a crock. And I admit I give to you this. At moments, if you don't stay informed and you have to work to stay informed, it seems almost unanswerable that Joe Biden won fairly and squarely because everywhere you look, you're being told that. Well, we already went through this, didn't we? Remember? President Trump, obstruction of justice. President Trump, collusion with Russia. President Trump, under the gun of the FBI, Robert Mueller, James Comey, Hillary Clinton. And where did that go? Did President Trump escape this because he's so smart against tens of millions of dollars? The entire media of the United States against him. Did he escape prosecution because really he was just so smart and he was guilty? No. Or does it look the other way? And why haven't we heard about Hillary Clinton recently? Have you noticed she's gone? 
No one mentions her name because, as we all know, underneath it all, even CNN and the rest of those slime, there is enough evidence to put her away for many, many years. So we don't hear about her, but we should remember that no more than a year or two ago, our president was under that gun. So let me ask you, is it too much, America? Is it too much for us in the conservative faction to ask for fair and legitimate vote casting? Is it too much in that in Philadelphia right now, we have 50 people given that job testifying under oath that they were denied legitimate access as they knew they had a right? Is it asking too much for a recount? We're going to get our recount and we're going to spread it to every single state in this country. And then we're going to know who really won. That we are owed. That is our civil right. The Supreme Court will back us, and you cannot sit back and just watch. Your job is to speak out and to comprehend and to be informed. Just the way you think about this matters. If you do nothing more than deep down inside get behind what I'm saying today, some of you at least have done enough then. Listen to Steve Bannon. This is his voice. There was no day of infamy yesterday because we've got this. Everybody take a deep breath, take a say a prayer, commit yourself, uh, commit to the process. Okay, trust the process. This is two days ago. Because we are going, we've won. Not we're going to win, we've won. President's won. He's won re-election, won it with an overwhelming majority. We have won. We're not going to allow all this nonsense, you know, they're finding 50,000 ballots here. They got, you know, this one doesn't have to have a postmark, that have a signature. It's all nonsense. We're not playing that game. That's the same game that the guy's a 17-point difference in Wisconsin, the one that Trump was 10 points, 12 points, 15 points down. The Charlie Cook of it all, huge landslide. But it didn't happen. Held the Senate, added to the House, added to state legislatures. They got crushed. They spent billions of dollars to chew up. Jack Maxey, you found it. We have an obligation here. You know, Burke's dictum. We owe as much to those who came before us. And everybody says it's all for the kids and the grandkids. Yes, it's all for that's for the kids. It's for the future. We're a future foreign country. But Burke told us we have an obligation to those that came before us. You're just here for one short, short period of time. Your time on earth, you have this temporal thing. Temporal. It's to human agency of what you do to work to take that and make it better and pass it on to future generations. In doing that, you show you respect your obligations to those that came before you, right? Your parents, your grandparents, your great-grandparents, all the way back. Everybody that never had a break to put, the, put it on their shoulders to take it to the next level, right? To deliver to you, to bequeath to you the greatest nation in the history of mankind, a nation that has freed more people. Jack Maxson, the men at Normandy, tell me about it. What was interesting, Steve mentioned Normandy, and there was no whining or crying as those boys stepped off the LST or those young men. And what's very important for everyone to understand, we do owe an obligation to these dead who have gone out and fought these battles for us to defend our Constitution. And what was very poignant for me was recognizing that the average age of the men who landed at Normandy was 20 years of age. Give me that again, the average age was what? 20 years of age. Correct me if I'm wrong, at 20 years of age back in that time, could you vote? No, you could not vote until 1970, so that means everybody who was under 21 and died in Vietnam, Everybody, everybody. Everybody that voted 
on the third. You have the President Trump has a more. He took an oath to God. You have a moral obligation, direct connection to those kids that died in Normandy that couldn't even vote. Did they whine? Did they cry? No. They knew they were going to certain death. Okay, there was nothing. They knew when you came off those uh, troop transports into those landing craft, at the other end of that was the German army. Gun in place. Rommel had taken a year and a half to set it all up, and you're going into that. And the only way we're going to get through is to push ourselves. That's the kind of commitment you have to have. You have to have. So stop in the thing. Stop with your friends. I'm so worried. I'm so nervous. Stop it. We got this. The only way they can take it if we give it to them. If you give it to Rachel Maddow. If you give it to Anderson Cooper. If you give it to Nancy Pelosi, if you give it to that feckless old man in quasi-dementia wandering around, the puppet, if you give it to him, if you allow that to happen, I want you to understand, I want you to explain that to the 20-year-old kid in the first wave on D-Day. That's what I want you to explain it to. It was too hard. They said too many nasty things. You had Antifa. They scared me. Right? I'm afraid, right? I'm afraid. I'm not afraid. I'm not giving this country to Joe Biden. I'm not giving it to China. I'm not giving to that lying mutt Fauci. I'm not giving it to Bill Gates. I'm not giving it to universal vaccines. And I'm not giving it to face masks. I'm giving it to those boys. I'm giving it to my grandparents. My grandparents came here just before the Spanish flu on a boat. My grandfather came here first. He lived here in the United States. He sweeped floors. He did anything he could from Italy, where the poverty was so bad you'd risk your life transatlantic. You'd risk your life, your limbs, in a new country. My grandmother came to be with him five years later, got the Spanish flu almost lost her hair and her teeth. They both had seven children in Italy. All seven kids died. My father was the first one of that family born here in the United States. I'm not giving America to Joe Biden because of my grandparents. And neither should you. You are witnessing an atrocity, an absolute atrocity. And all you have to do is fight. You don't have to be violent. We're going to pursue this legally. We're going to make every single vote in this country get counted again. And we have, thank God, through God's grace, a Supreme Court that's going to back us. If our president needs money, you give it to him. If our president needs your presence, you give it to him. He will be in Orange County today. There is a Trump motorcade going through Orange County today, in case you didn't know. You give him whatever he needs. All we are asking for is a recount. But we want witness to these mail-in ballots. Because you really have to put it together here on the back of COVID, on the back 
of changing the death certificates on the back of a virus that isn't nearly, a la Barrington Doctrine, nearly as dangerous as it claimed to be through the liberal media, through the Chinese-bought media, through the globalist media, to the Soros-backed media, to the central bank-backed media, not nearly as dangerous as they claim. On the back of that came the excuse, mail your ballot in. It wasn't too demonstrate. It wasn't too dangerous to burn down buildings with the riots all over the nation. That wasn't too dangerous. But it's too dangerous to put on a face mask, walk into a ballot room, and vote. That was too dangerous. So let's mail it in. And on the back of those mail-in ballots has come this atrocity. Don't you get it? Get on my website, StraightTalk.cc. It still exists. Make no mistake about it, websites like mine will be gone. So much will be gone. This is Rudy Giuliani. It's live. He's in Philadelphia now. He has behind him 50 men whose job was to supervise legitimate ballot counting who were denied access this has gone on all over the United States. We're going to start in Philadelphia. We're not going to stop until Wisconsin, Nevada, Arizona, Michigan, Georgia, and North Carolina. And that's for openers. We're not letting this go. I hope everyone understands we're not letting this go. This is a fight to the finish. We're going to be legitimized and if Donald Trump legitimately lost he lost that's on us but we're not going down this way and that's the point here's Rudy Giuliani in Philadelphia they were very worried about photographs and videos I'll get this where it needs to be in one second here we go how were you chosen I was asked both Here we by the watchers who will all testify that they were uniformly were waiting. He just said, as he's standing there on this video, this is actually live. It's on my website right now. So you can go to straighttalk.cc to hear it. But it's out there. And it's Rudy Giuliani about to announce with 50 poll watchers behind him that they were all denied legitimate access. And we're supposed to accept the results. Just listen. That they were uniformly uh, de deprived of their right to inspect any single part of the mail-in ballots. As you know from the very beginning, the mail-in ballots were a source of some degree of skepticism, if not a lot of skepticism, as being innately prone to fraud. The New York Times had uh, written that 10 years ago under other circumstances, but of course changed their mind once it was a situation involving uh, Pre President Trump. Um, Congress, Congresswoman Jordan, in her vast and compendious review of various forms of voter fraud cited mail-in ballots as the most prone to fraud. With all that, you would have expected that be a high degree of 
security and a high degree of inspection that would be provided for mail-in ballots. Instead, in the wisdom of the um, officials, de Democrat officials here in a city that's been Democrat for 60 years and has a very long history of voter fraud, documented history of voter fraud, uh, instead of going to a high degree of care to allow inspections of the mail-in ballots, there was no inspection of a single mail-in ballot. Those mail-in ballots could have been for anybody. Those mail-in ballots could have been for anybody they wrote in. Those mail-in ballots could have been written the day before by the Democratic Party hacks that were all over the convention center. What I'm saying to you is not a single one was inspected as the law required. It and he will have poll masters, poll supervisors testifying under oath. He already does before state and ultimately Supreme Court judges that they were denied proper access so they could legitimize the ballot. This isn't just Pennsylvania, Philadelphia, Pittsburgh. This is all over the United States. We're starting with the swing states. And yet the media is telling us this is all a fabrication. Think about that. Think about what happens if we lose. Think about what the agenda is going to be if Joe Biden becomes president. Think about that, as Bannon says, in terms of your ancestors and your grandchildren. And ask me, then, if it's not time. I have been saying this from day one of COVID. COVID earmarked the beginning of a shift in the world, and not a good one. You're being asked to take a real stance. That means get to that motorcade today, find some money to make donation, get in the face. I'm not saying be violent. I'm not saying be abusive. I'm not saying be less than credible. I'm simply saying express yourself. Get people to understand what's at stake because the truth is most people don't really know. They're just too afraid. I ask myself walking the streets of Corona Del Mar, Laguna, Irvine, why anyone in their right mind would put a stake in front of a lawn that says Joe Biden. And I know at least most of those people are innocent. They just do not understand. They haven't done the right math. They're not getting it. They're in shock. I forgive them. I think they just don't realize it. But they're gonna. I hope not. But if he gets in, they will look back at this as one of the great deceptions. Even when a court order was obtained to allow the Republican inspectors to get six feet closer, they moved the people counting the ballots six further feet away. It's really simple. If you have nothing to hide with these mail-in ballots, you allow inspection. I mean, this is common knowledge, common practice in the examination of absentee ballots, which happens all the time. You take out the absentee ballot, you open it up, the Republican looks at it, the Democrat looks at it. If nobody objects, you put it in the pile. 
if either objects, you put it aside. That's what's done for absentee ballots, which have the extra security of having signatures you can match. Here, which is a much more insecure method of voting, no Republican got a chance to look at that ballot. Some of the ballots you will see looked suspicious. From very far away, they look like same pen, possibly, possibly same handwriting. We can't say that because we never got to see it. And now you're also going to find that way across on the other, other side of the state, there is a similar situation in Pittsburgh involving 300,000 ballots that were uninspected, unreviewed, not observed by a single Republican. Not a single one. It's got to be a pattern. As a friend of mine says, I don't believe in conspiracies, but I also don't believe in coincidences. Kind of funny that all Republicans were rejected here and all Republicans were rejected in Pittsburgh and it amounts to about, gee, just about the 700,000 votes that President Trump was ahead by two days ago that disappeared. And we have no way of knowing because we were deprived of the right to inspect if a single one of those ballots is legitimate. That is unheard of, it's illegal, it's unconstitutional, and we will be bringing an action challenging that. And I emphasize to you, it's only one. This is former Mayor Giuliani. Mayor Giuliani was a prosecutor in New York City, head prosecutor. Mayor Giuliani used the law to clean up my city. I'm from New York City. Before Mayor Giuliani, New York City was a cesspool. You took your life into your hands. He, with Officer Pratt, changed the entire face of Manhattan and the boroughs. Mayor Giuliani was a hero in 911. We owe much to Mayor Giuliani. He doesn't make things up. He's not in Philadelphia right now. Prostate cancer survivor in his 70s because he has nothing better to do. He has done us a great service. He is not there to make things up. And he's not. Who's ever listening to this broadcast today has an obligation. And it goes beyond your vote. On whatever level, at whatever speed, you make something happen. Even if it's just a prayer, a thought, an intention, an argument, a donation, a march with the motorcade today. Whatever it is, you do something. We all do something. We have, as Bannon says, by no means lost this election. And most of all, do not believe these devils in the media. One of the many other infirmities in this election. I know this city has a sad history of voter fraud. After all, Joe Frazier is still voting here. Kind of hard since he died five years ago, but... That's not a joke. 
Joe continues to vote. If I recall correctly, Joe was a Republican, so maybe I shouldn't complain. But we should go see if Joe is voting Republican or Democrat now from the grave. Also, Will Smith's father has voted here twice since he died. I don't know how he votes because his vote is secret. In Philadelphia, they keep the votes of dead people secret. At least that is something that you can be commended for. I'm not attacking the people of Philadelphia. I'm attacking a decrepit democratic machine, which has a lot of other reasons to be attacked. It's been around for 65 years. You keep electing the same people. The city gets no better. The crime goes way through the roof. The riots you have, the police stand by and watch it, not because of the police, because you have a mayor that lets them stand by and watch it. You got a district attorney who lets people go free. You are poorly served, ladies and gentlemen of Philadelphia. And then you got a political machine. <laughs> mayors, mayors who let riots take place. District attorneys who set criminals free. I don't think they're going to care much about ballot fraud. This is outrageous. An enormously important contest with a very, very suspect method of voting. There was no security. Zero. The people of this city, people of this country, have no assurance at all that those ballots were actually cast. They would have to have been almost unanimously cast for Joe Biden in order to catch up. And let me have one or two of the people, let me emphasize this is only two or three of about 50 people so far that have given us statements, affidavits, recordings. We're going to have many, many witnesses. It's not a small case. It can be a big case. But I wanted you to get the flavor of it here in Philadelphia because we also have to alert the people of Pittsburgh that the same fraud was done to them as here. And I'll also add, same thing was done in Georgia. The same thing was done in Michigan. The same thing was done... Same thing was done across the United States. This will go to the Supreme Court, and the Supreme Court will see it our way. Do not give up, do not despair, do not have anxiety, but act. Act like Bannon says, act for your ancestors, and act for your progeny. I'm Dr. Vincent Medici, we'll see you next week. Okay, that's a wrap. Don't forget to get to Dr. Medici's website at drmedici.com to look at the pictures and review the show as often as you wish. See you next week.